heart fills with dread Probably a murderer who wants you dead It could be a ghost, a demon or worse Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse It's hopeless, you're doomed You'd call a priest if you could You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood I'm gonna kill you Well, hello Hello Welcome to Freaky Friday We have another edition of us telling your odd but true stories. And thank you to everyone who has submitted stories so far. It has been chilling and also at times entertaining and sometimes happy and sometimes sad to read through these. It's an emotional roller coaster. So thank you. It's all the things we want. Yes. So thank yes. you so much. It's very interesting hearing how many people have experienced things too. All kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. So, and there's, you know, we see some, start to see some patterns here of like loved ones wanting to say everything's okay mm -hmm. and uh, reaches, you know, we have so, a couple in this one that I don't think we've heard of before. So, the type of experiences. So, new experiences today. That's so what we, I love is mm -hmm. new things coming from our listeners instead of mm -hmm. us. It's, you know, a story of someone that we have no connection to mm -hmm. these because we feel like we have a connection to all of our listeners these are these are our friends that we're hearing from that's what i really feel like because i love to hear it that's my favorite part of going on the road and meet and greets mm -hmm. and stuff is that folks just will tell us the most fascinating stories that if you think i should hear it i want to listen mm -hmm. so that's how Same. i feel about these i'm like if you took the time to write into us you wrote it all down i'm here to read it and and hopefully if we have you know we're just we're going through as many as we can because we got a lot of submissions. You guys have not disappointed. Yeah, keep them coming. Well, let's get into it. Our first one is from Amber, and this is called Pretty Sure My Kids Saw the Ghost of a Missing Woman. When my daughter was little, she definitely saw a ghost. One morning while getting ready for the day, she told me about a man that was in her room. Uh, what kid? She said there was a man wearing a block shirt, flannel, and he had blood on it. She says he told her his name is Berg, and that he needed to let someone know that he killed his wife. She said she wasn't scared because Grandma, my grandma, her great-grandma who recently passed, was there and said she didn't need to be afraid. So I did some searching. After Googling for a bit, I found the story of a missing woman in our town just a few streets over from where we lived. She went to work one day to pick up her paycheck and was never seen again. Police investigated but came to the conclusion that she just took off. Her husband was investigated because there had been previous reports of domestic violence, but ultimately he was cleared after a nervous babysitter said the woman told her she was leaving for another state. As I was looking at the website, there was a picture of the husband. As I scrolled down, my daughter walks up, and she just stares at the screen, then asks me, Mommy, how did you get a picture of Berg? A few years later, we moved a couple of towns over, and my daughter's fourth grade teacher had the same last name as Berg and the missing woman. Around the same time as the Berg incident, my daughter would also be playing with a small girl in her room. I happened to see this little girl one day in my daughter's room while she was at school. The next week, I was cleaning out my grandparents' house and came across photos of my grandparents when they were kids. I had never seen these before. My grandparents were kind of hoarders. I flip to a picture and see the same little girl's face staring back at me, who had been playing in my daughter's room. It was my grandma. Ooh. Damn. I think imaginary friends can be chilling. Um, Berg 
here's an idea. Go find an adult to tell that to. That's a lot to unload on a child. Yeah, third or fourth grader, please, please no. No. Or actually, a few years later, she was in fourth grade, so maybe first or second grader. Yeah, he shows up with blood on his shirt and says he killed his wife. Okay, well, um, tell it to someone else. Yeah, please don't tell my kid. But yeah, having your kids point at a picture of a suspected murderer and say, oh, that's my imaginary Mm -hmm. friend, is quite chilling. And then to have seen the the ghost grandma. Mm Mm-hmm. But of the kid as version. we've as we've seen from others, they loved ones come from beyond the grave to tell you it's going to be okay or to comfort you. So a lot of grand grandparents and kids, yeah, coming into met, coming like, in clutch, being kind of yeah, like a guardian angel for mm-hmm, the kids. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, thank you so much, Amber. This next one is from Katie, and it is called "Y'all." I swear this was a UFO. Hi, ladies. Love you both. I went to college in West Virginia, and this story takes place on a country road back in November. It was around 6 p.m., so it was already pitch black outside given the time of year. I was headed back to my dorm from my boyfriend's house in Maryland. I was about 20 minutes away from school, on a road I had traveled a million times before. Suddenly, I noticed the road got very dark. This road has housing developments and signs along the length of the entire thing, but out of nowhere, I could see absolutely nothing but my headlights shining on the road directly in front of me. It was like tunnel vision without the migraine. Out loud, I said to myself, This is creepy. Less than a second after speaking, something heavy hit the roof of my car. My moving car. I was going 45 to 50 miles per hour at the time. It startled me to the point where I jumped in my seat and glanced up at the roof over my head. It was one solid thump. And no sooner had I heard the noise, did I see the light. The light was brighter than any light I'd ever seen in my life. The thing I can't emphasize enough is there was no origin for it. It was literally in my car, not outside shining into my window. The brightness just began and ended exactly where I was sitting. I couldn't see my hands on the steering wheel anymore because I was blinded by whiteness. It was like staring into a floodlight six inches from your face. I was aware throughout this entire experience, thinking, oh my God, what is happening? After three to five seconds, the light disappeared. And there I was, still driving with my hands on the wheel. The road looked totally back to normal. The whole experience was over. I pulled the car over, hysterically started crying, because what the actual fuck was any of that? I called my boyfriend. His first response was, did an alien just try to abduct you? The tunnel vision, the thump. And the light in sequence makes me swear 15 years later that this was a paranormal experience. There's no other explanation. I've told the story the same way ever since it happened, and no one can offer anything I haven't already considered. The car wasn't struck by lightning. I have no neurological issues and no hallucination history. There were no spotlights illuminating the sky that night. Nothing. I'd love your take on this, because goddamn, was it the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. I regret not looking at the car's clock to see if there was a time jump. Ooh, a time jump. That, that's your, first of all, there probably was one. And that, yes, your boyfriend was right. An alien tried to abduct you. So you think the thump was the beam sucking coming the car through, up? Or coming through, maybe. Oh, I didn't think about that. I thought it was somehow able to penetrate the roof of the car in a, I'm not an alien scientist, but in some sort of a <sighs> wish, way. Wish you were. You know, uh, but this is, you know, 
yet again, <laughs> you see these aliens take a look at the human and go, no, thank you. <laughs> or <laughs> I don't want to freak out Katie, but it's possible she was abducted and then just placed back on the road and has no memory of it. And if there was a time jump, you could have been gone for days, weeks, and to you, you're coming back at the same exact time. You got got. And I'm you sorry, didn't Katie. even know it, dude. I hope. Wow. I hope. I mean, if you're okay, yeah, and there wasn't anything harmful done to you, then I don't know. I, the only thing I'd be bummed about, well, not the only thing, but one of the things is I couldn't remember what had happened. Because if I'm going to go to all that trouble and it's not going to be a bummer of a situation, I'd like to remember what it, what happened. Yeah, if you're going to get sucked up there and they're going to, you know, paw around a little bit, you know, I'm on, I'd, I'd like to know what was going I'd on. I'd like, like to you talk said, to somebody in charge just to see what's savory. up. Yeah, I want to I look around the ship, mm-hmm. n- number one. I'd like a tour. I wanna see. Yeah, I want to see if it looks like, uh, you know, uh, all the space movies you've seen. Yeah, or maybe make a like, friend, a pen pal. You can. They can come back and visit you. you. They could, or or they did what we talked about in the last one, where they went, "Oh, you're too scared. We will no spare thanks. you." <laughs> so sad. What we're finding yeah. out is either aliens have hearts of gold, mm-hmm. or they are very very picky, and they yeah. just don't want to deal with people that are going to be kind of a handful. They're looking for something specific, and don't get your feelings hurt just because you weren't it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that is uh, the ultimate rejection when an alien won't abduct you. Like, yeah, why? What's wrong with me? <laughs> what did I do? But also, that would be no matter what it was, alien, Dude. paranormal, something that is terrifying. A thump on your car. My first thing would I'd be like, who just jumped on top of my car, mm-hmm. or what kind of giant bird just fell from the sky? <laughs> Kudos to you for not pulling over and mm-hmm. checking. But if a light came in right after that. Because, you know, I mean, you see the beam and it pulls the light up. If it was a magnetic, like, you know. Sucker. Yeah. Or something. Mm. Travis Walton style. Look, suck you up. Mm-hmm. Well, this next one is from Megan. And the subject line is, whoops, I astro projected. My whole life, I've not been a good sleeper. I have weird nightmares. I talk in my sleep and I sleepwalk. One night, though, it went beyond that. I woke up suddenly, as though something had startled me awake, but I didn't know what. I laid there listening for a second and didn't notice anything strange. I patted my dog, a big old pit bull who sleeps in bed, under the covers with her head on a pillow, got up, and walked out of my bedroom to the loft area that overlooks the living room. I heard my husband still up watching TV and figured everything was fine. I decided to go back to bed and walked back into my bedroom. But there was someone in my bed. And it was me. I stared at myself sleeping, with my dog asleep next to me. I looked down at my body, too. I don't know, to make sure it was me. I had like a thousand thoughts in my head, but somehow I knew I wasn't dead. Mostly I was thinking, shit, 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 how do I get back? Then someone walked up next to me, and I froze. It didn't feel like an evil presence or anything. It looked like a tall human from what little I could see out of my periphery. I was terrified. I'm working up the courage to turn and look when it put its hand on my shoulder. As soon as it touched me, I jerked awake in bed. Both me and my dog were in the exact same position I had seen. I was pretty scared to sleep for a while. I told my husband the whole story, 
and made him promise that if I was sleeping for too long, he would find a way to wake me. He puts up with a lot of weird shit. Can I just tell you that I have read books on how to make this happen for myself? Have you really? Yeah, my brother too. What do you do? Not, I mean, you know, it's obviously if it's book length, we don't, you don't have time to tell me how. But <laughs> what is the purpose for doing it normally if you're doing it on purpose? Because it sounds like this was a whoopsie. This sounds like a whoopsie, but a lot of people practice lucid dreaming, which uh-huh. can lead to astral projecting, like having an out of body experience. Yes. Don't tell me that. I'll be asked I, to help me with my night terrors. I lucid dream. Well, if I've read, from what I've read, and I mean, I'm sure that there are different theories on this, but um, you kind of go into it with the like decision, like this is what I'm trying to have happen, and it's something that you work up towards. Like I've read blogs where people like it's this one guy has this whole blog of him like tracking, like practicing having to having to or how to do it, and then other people commenting like things that they found successful, like times of day or. If I ate this first and it'll happen if I'm laying on my back versus if I'm laying on my stomach. So a lot of people like I, for you asked why I think um, why not? Yeah, I guess just you can it's cool. And you all. Yeah. I mean, like any like the same reason people want to have any paranormal weird experience. Yeah. Wow. Well, Lucky for uh, lucky for Megan, she was already on the case. Like she's yeah. you're already part way there. But you it is scary. It. If it was in uh, inadvertent, I could definitely see how that would freak you oh, out. Oh yes, you're just like, oh, I'm just walking around checking. Who the fuck's in my? Oh, mm, oh, that's, that's me. Yeah. yeah, I would not know how to get back. But luckily, it sounds like there's some sort of guardian angel here, spirit guide was like, let me just help you. Let me help you back. Yeah. My goodness. Well, the next one we have is from Sarah S. And the subject line is, my dead aunt told me how she died. In September of 2017, my uncle killed my aunt. We didn't know a lot of information about it. One night, about two weeks after we found out, I had a dream. I was sitting in a white room with chairs, two across from me and one on the wall beside me. My grandmother, who is deceased as well, walks in and sits down. My aunt walks in and sits. My grandmother starts begging my aunt to tell her what happened. My aunt just says, I don't know. It happened so fast. It was in the back of my head. My grandmother was crying and my aunt was crying too. When I woke up, I couldn't shake it. I called my mom and told her the dream. She said very quietly, we found out yesterday that she was shot in the back of the head. It still makes me think I did not know anything about the murder or what happened to her. It still boggles my mind to this day. They, I mean, we've heard from many psychics uh, mm-hmm. that dreams are one way that the dead try to communicate. Mm-hmm. And so, the one of the psychics I spoke to at the Dallas Psychic Fair a while back was I felt like I had a visitation dream versus just oh, you know, it's a dream. And like last night when I dreamt that, you know, I had anxiety dreams about the wedding or whatever. You know, that's that, that's kind of like eh, you don't really remember it, but. This psychic was saying when a it's a person that you know and that you're within almost arm's length of them and it's a solid dream. There's not jumping around or time jumping or anything like that, that more often than not, there's, you know, some other elements that that is a visitation and there's some sort of message uh, trying to be relayed. So it sounds like maybe grandma was acting as a bit of a conduit to Mm. say, let's go and tell Sarah and just so maybe her aunt could be at peace that somebody Mm -hmm. knew. 
that's uh, yeah i mean give some closure to the family left behind try to yeah well thank you so much sarah mm-hmm. for sending that in uh the next email we have is from sherry and the subject line is ghost in savannah i'm a photographer Every year, I let my kids choose a theme and a destination to do birthday pictures. We research, talk, gather outfits and props, and head out for a fun adventure documenting their year of growth. On my daughter's 14th birthday, she decided she wanted to go to Savannah and do a grunge-themed photo shoot. I booked a very nice, newer-built hotel right near the heart of downtown Savannah. I wasn't keen on staying in an older hotel that had a greater chance of being haunted. The first day went great. We checked in, wandered the streets to scout photography locations, visited some cemeteries, and had a nice dinner. Nothing out of the ordinary. The next morning, we woke up at 5 a.m. to get out and take pictures in the quiet streets. We got some great shots of my daughter in alleyways, stairwells, and by the river. On a whim, while doing our shoot, my daughter said, we should do a ghost tour tonight. My daughter is fearless when it comes to ghost stories, but I, on the other hand, am the kind of person who is sensitive to energy and a big scaredy cat when it comes to ghosts. Trying to be a fun mom, I agreed to look up something fun for us to do. We found a narrated haunted hearse ghost tour through Savannah and decided that would be a good option. Our tour ended up being pretty terrible. We were lumped in a large group of obnoxious 20-somethings talking so loudly we couldn't hear the tour guide and would make snide comments about the ghost stories trying to be told. My daughter was pretty bummed we didn't see any ghosts, and we made our way back to the hotel. After both of us showered and put our pajamas on, we laid in our respective beds, complaining about the stupid drunk people and laughing at how awful they were. Out of nowhere, we heard the blow dryer in our bathroom turn on for a full 10 seconds and then shut off. My daughter and I sat there, frozen, staring at each other, wide-eyed, wondering what the hell just happened. Neither one of us had used or even touched the blow dryer since we arrived. I said, Go see what it is. She looked at me like, are you kidding? I'm a kid. I realized, oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to have to be brave. So I said, let's both go see what happened. She agreed, and we carefully got out of bed and walked to the bathroom. She reached her hand in to turn on the light. And when she did, all of my logic went out the window, and I pushed her in, saying, you go look. She turned and looked at me like I was the worst and went ahead into the bathroom. The blow dryer was still in the holder on the wall like it had never been moved but my daughter's face went white. She held up the hairdryer plug. It wasn't plugged in. We both ran out of the bathroom and hid under our covers until we eventually fell asleep with the lights on. In the middle of the night, I had to pee so bad, but fuck that bathroom. I grabbed the room key and peed down in the hotel lobby's restroom. The next morning, we did another photo shoot, and halfway through, my daughter said, pretty disappointingly, well, we all know how you're going to react in a scary situation. You're going to throw your kids under the bus to save yourself. And you know what? She's right. We laugh about it now, but telling this story, even right now as I type this, it scared the living bejesus out of me. We've been back to Savannah several times, but we stay in the city just outside of downtown now. (laughs) Sometimes you, your kids need to be the brave ones in situations. This is a Nancy McKinney move. Like, get it. You get in there. Go check it out. What is, I I'm like not that going in the bathroom. When she had to go to the bathroom, she wouldn't go into that, that bathroom, no. but she would leave her daughter alone in that room while she went down to the hotel lobby. She was 14, clearly very She's brave. She's fine. Yeah. What a cool she, thing to do every year with your kids to yeah, document like awesome. their, their life. And that's a very cool thing to, to have when you're older. Like these professional cool photos of yourself every year well now this one you have the lifelong memories of that time that mom tried to dump me on a ghost (laughs) and be like you go figure it out well we heard in the last one about the phone being unplugged and ringing so 
Anytime something goes off and there's not an explanation of electricity, that's not cool. Hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Sherry. Um, And then this last one we have is from Shanoa, and the subject is Ghost Bestie and Leapfrog. My first home definitely had a ghost in it. This ghost and I were besties when I was little. I was too young to remember some of these stories, but I'll tell you ladies a couple that my family has told and a couple that I do remember. One story told by my parents was that there was a flat basketball one evening in the living room. That room was carpeted and next to the kitchen, which was tiled. In the middle of the night, they heard what sounded like a ball bouncing. When they went to the kitchen to investigate, the ball was rolling as if it had just been dropped. No one other than my parents and me were in the house, and I was fast asleep. My mom would also talk about how she would walk past my room, and I would be in there, facing the corner and having full-blown conversations alone. This could very well be just me being weird and talking to myself, if what comes later in the story didn't happen. I would also play leapfrog down the hallway by myself. Again, doesn't sound too crazy, but wait. Here are a couple other things that I personally remember. We had a cat at one time. For some reason, this cat would avoid the hallway like the plague. One particular day, it was being weirder than normal about the hallway. Being the little brat I guess I was, I picked up the cat and threw it into the hallway to see what would happen. Sorry, kitty. This cat ran up the wall and darted out of the hallway like the floor was lava. I also remember one of my chores was to do the dishes after meals. The light above the sink was back behind the counter, and I was too short to reach it. Almost every time I would reach up to turn the light on or off, it would do it by itself. I never thought anything of it other than, thanks, little ghosty friend. You remember those touch lamps? The one where you tap the bottom of the lamp and it would turn on, low with one tap, medium with two taps, and then the brightest with three taps? He, I believe the spirit was a he, would also tap the light three times when I would walk into the bedroom and sometimes when my parents would walk in too. The last little possible encounter I will share. I was sleeping one night and had a nightmare. We had a statue of a Native American chief in the hallway next to the entrance of the bathroom door. In my dream, I was trying to get to the bathroom and the statue grabbed me and would not let me go. I remember this dream vividly. I remember being so scared that it woke me up in a cold sweat. When I woke up the next day, the statue was broken from the back. I don't know how it broke. My parents asked me about it and I didn't have an answer. I fully believe that my ghost friend broke the statue for me that night I had the nightmare. I will mention that my mom and I are Native American, and we have had a few encounters with spirits. We would talk about what we would see or experience separately, and we would see the same spirits at different times. The crazy ending to all this is that we moved out of the house eventually. A family that we know moved into the house after us. My mom and I were shopping one day when we ran into the family that had moved in. The two moms got to talking and catching up when the other mom got quiet. She asked if she could ask my mom a weird question. My mom kind of giggled, knowing what this was going to be about. The mother asked if I, as a younger girl, would play leapfrog in the hallway and have conversations with no one in the bedroom. Her little girl had the same bedroom that I had when I lived there. My mom giggled and told her that, yes, there's a kid ghost in the house, but he's very friendly and he'll even turn off lights for you and has no bad intentions. That's a few little encounters I had with my ghost bestie. I do hope he's still there making friends with all the little kids that come through. Side note, the next house we moved into also had a ghost. Not so nice, that one. Well, I want to hear that story. Please, please, Shanoa, write so, in. So, Shanoa, you got to write back with that story, too. We've talked about if you're going to have a ghost, we said it would be a ghost dog. But this also, if you have a kid and you have a ghost kid who's friendly and fun, almost like an imaginary friend, go to town. You know what? I'd love <laughs> like a ghost have- babysitter. 
that's kind of what's going on here. <laughs> like, go play. Go in the other room and play. Why don't I play by myself? Play with your ghost friend. Mm-hmm. It's like Casper. Yeah, that's true. It is like Casper. Like a friendly little happy ghost that plays leapfrog and protects you from statues and uh, turns on the light. That's so convenient, too, if you're like, oh, it's very can't. sweet. Ella talks to herself it. a lot, but it's usually uh, you can tell she's just playing make believe with herself and like making up stories or she'll have like stuffies or little figurines or something. But then she also just talks to herself a lot. I'm going to start having to listen in more, see if there's a she's answering questions or like she's waiting for replies. Yeah, if she's turned and going, oh, really? And then what happened? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like, who is, what, who who is, is that? Like? Are they wearing a flannel shirt? Is it covered oh, in blood? Gosh. Are they confessing crimes to is you? It, I'm going to show you some pictures. You tell me yeah. if there are any of these. Yeah, this is a much, much better uh, fun ghost visitor than um, if, you know, someone's confessing a crime to you. But Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's. I think it's cute. Like, if it's a truly a kind spirit and the new family that moves in, now it's a new kid for the spirit to play with and take care of and kind of watch over. There you go. Yeah. It's so sweet. Very sweet. Well, thank you all to everyone that submitted your stories. We love reading them, and we mm-hmm. sincerely appreciate it. If you have one that you want to submit for Freaky Friday, if you have an odd but true story, maybe you've encountered Bigfoot, you've seen a UFO, you had a brush with true crime, or you've felt the presence of an otherworldly being, send them in at SinisterHood.com slash Freaky Friday. We love providing Sinisterhood to you at no cost. So if you like what you hear, consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We're a small operation, creating the show for you by researching, writing, recording, and producing it ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you'll also get some sweet perks like ad-free episodes, a Sinisterhood sticker, membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group for those rolling the airwaves and getting into it tier, a special shout-out on the show, a monthly bonus mini-sode. We've done a Murdoch update, we've done Selkies, we've got another cool update coming for you in April, and we have patron-exclusive video and audio content including Am I the Asshole, Relationships, Judge Christie, Dear Sinister, Wedded Drama, True Crime Headlines, Unpopular Opinions, and so much more. You also have the fun perk of access to our Discord server, where you can connect with other fans in real time and discuss the latest in true crime, share personal ghost stories, or just post adorable pictures of your pets. We hop on occasionally, and we host monthly Q&As on Crowdcast, where you can ask us all your burning questions. For patrons not in the U.S., you now have the option to pay in pounds or euros, saving you the cost of the conversion fee. Annual memberships for all tiers are also now available. Those that select this option will be rewarded with a free month of membership. For more details on all of this and specific member tiers, visit SinisterHood.com and click Patreon on the top banner. So many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch. Keep those pictures coming. If you want some cool Sinisterhood swag like t-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kiddos or your ghost kiddos, visit Sinisterhood.com and click on shop in the top banner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please tell a friend or a ghost friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod. Like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. And follow us on TikTok and YouTube now. Just search up Sinisterhood. Christy, where are you on the computer? We are everywhere now, Heather. I am on TikTok and Twitter at Christy or GTFO and on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace. Heather? I'm on Twitter at MCK versus the world and on Instagram and TikTok at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy.
sinister home.